Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome, welcome to episode 94 how to break free from comparing yourself to others. My God, this is a big topic. Um, one that I know incredibly intimately as my inner world used to be 100% comparison. Um, you know, I spent many, many, many years of my life feeling horrible about myself, about my life, about what I'd accomplished, about who I was, about what I looked like. It was literally every aspect of my life I felt bad about and um, just spent all my time in my head internally comparing myself to other women and just constantly beating myself up for not being who or where or what I thought I was supposed to be. So I feel like an expert <laughs> on this topic, um, have definitely come a long way with this. Mm. And I know that you know, we live in a, in a world and in cultures that breed uh, comparison. It, they really pin women against each other from every angle, which of course doesn't doesn't also support sisterhood because women are always competing against each other or jealous of each other mm. or fighting to be the most beautiful, the thinnest, the most special, smartest, brightest, successful um, woman in the room. So yeah, it's a big conversation and an important one. I'm going to do my usual very fired up about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> find a new word pumped no you pumped. say pumped sometimes um super, Exc super i'm just stoked. excited <laughs> and this this came up because i of course struggled for many years with this and i just hear this mm -hmm. all the time all right the time. from clients and yeah. even from friends and you know, I'm going to keep bringing up like the pain of social media. Um, I've been really geeking out on this lately around like what it's actually doing to our brains, what it's actually doing to our capacity for empathy and our ability to be authentic in our lives and the competition piece, you know, I'm thinking about at the core of comparison, that's what's actually fueling it, right? That life is a competition, who's the strongest, fastest, skinniest, most beautiful, most accomplished. And that somehow that means you're better than other people. And it's such a novel concept to believe in your inherent worth and value. And I keep thinking about the power of Brene Brown's work. You know, her book, The Gifts of Imperfection was a total game changer for me because it took things out of like intellectual concept to actually rooting into this. And so the first thing I want to say is if you do this, welcome to the club, babe. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. first of all, you will not stop this behavior beating yourself up about this behavior. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I want to be so clear about that. 
that this, and I don't think that I, I don't live from, I never do this. I live from when I notice that I do this, I can have compassion and return home into myself. And the antidote to this is compassion and also the celebration of your individuality. And before we hit record, I was saying to you that being with you has, and, and also I highly encourage everyone to have friends that are different from them. Like, holy shit, stop hanging out with people who do everything exactly the same as you. Because one of the biggest gifts for me with you is celebrating how different we are yeah. and having such a deep appreciation and not actually comparing like through the celebration of how different we are and appreciating the soul of who we are, I root more deeply into myself and then celebrate you even more. Right. And then intrigued and amazed by who you are. And even, even like, I see how much we were just talking offline before we start hit record about how much we've both grown over the last year and a half. Gosh, it's almost two years that we've been doing this podcast. What? Wow. Time has gone by really fast. Um, but you and I have both grown so much and I feel like you've lightened up and become more like playful and relaxed. And I've got a little bit more like showing up more fully in my business. Like there's, there's things that stepped into my power more. Like there's things that you bring that have inspired me to bring more of that in my own way. And there's things that I bring that have inspired you to bring more of that in your own way. So that's like, that's the beauty of having, um, having range in your friendships, having diversity in your friendships, having, you know, even range with age too, like having, yeah. you know, every, I, I mean, I'm f- how many years older, six years older than you. And, um, and I have my friend that I'm in Greece with right now is um, seven years older than me. And it's so beautiful to have that range yes. so that you get to experience different parts of ourselves. Mm. Cause you know, the, the core thread that I always bring up on every freaking episode is that everything we experience when we're with other people are simply activations of our, of different aspects of ourselves. So the more mm. range you have in your friendships, the more you get to experience of you when you're anchored in you, Right. But when you're stuck in your saboteur and your inner child and those parts of you are running the show, you will experience more comparison because comparison stems from being disconnected from who we are. Yes. The, the, you can have moments of it, like where I'm at in my life now, God, it used to be the only way I would operate full hundred percent of the time. Like I can't, I can't even tell you my whole inner world was every time I was around anyone my saboteur was beating me up about why I should be more like them or what's wrong with me or, um, you know, judging me in some way, pedestaling them in another way. And it was a really painful place to live. And so I, I wondered why I had chronic anxiety back then. Well, I mean, there you go. (laughs) It's like the script was playing (laughs) out. And the reality is it's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. That's, this is our programming. This is our conditioning that we're all supposed to be the same that, you know, we've talked about this before that dichotomy of thinking that we all want to be special and we want to stand out. And then we also all want to conform. be the same. I want to look the same. I want to have the same lives. And if my friends, God forbid, are getting mm. married and having babies, it better mean that I should do the same. Or if all my girlfriends are in a relationship and I'm the only single person, there must be something wrong with me. Like we are so, programmed to be the same 
but my love, you are not the same as anyone around you. Like when you get to the core of who you are, your soul is so special and so unique. And so like one of a kind actually, Mm -hmm. And yeah. of course there's going to be things like similarities you have with people, but I think of how even just being on the retreat I was just on, I feel, I see and feel my unique role in any group and who, who I am and what I'm bringing mm-hmm. to the table. And it's not, and I've certainly gone into moments of me trying to be a certain way um, to make friends like, Oh, being this, the teacher or the one who has wisdom to share and even peeling back the layers of that and bringing my heart and bringing my soul and bringing who I really am underneath all of these labels and roles. And from that Mm. place, like falling in love with people everywhere you go is way easier when you're just fully you and you know that what you bring to the table is valuable. And if you don't feel valuable when you're in a group, maybe you're actually just in the wrong group. Right. Right. Value is at the core. I'm thinking of the overgiving pattern, right? Like thinking I have to always offer value is one way of not owning the worth and value of who you are. And when I think of relationships, it keeps coming back that authenticity is the magic. Like everyone wants there to be some kind of tip or tactic or game rather than actually doing the work to know yourself deeply and operate from a place of who I am is enough and someone will love me for me. It is not a competition that seriously has to stop. And with the comments on like how much we've changed, right? It's actually really not fair to compare your exes or past lovers to anyone you're currently dating, mm-hmm. right? And, I, and I'm listening to you thinking about how comparison is always outside in referencing, right? Oh, who should I be? What am I supposed to do? Looking out rather than what is true for me? What do I bring? What is needed from me? right now, right? I had, I've had two, two things in the past week. One, I spent a whole session with a client unpacking all of her shoulds, right? You must eliminate that word from your life. If you want to love yourself, that word has to be gone. And then two, uh, this woman started sharing about how her friends were dating and she said, Oh, maybe I can try that too. And it's like, well, when you think about that, what happens for you? When you imagine behaving that way, what actually happens in your body? Right. And it was like totally constricted and a no. And I'm thinking about how, at least maybe this is just popping in my heart right now about the women who say things like, oh, I wish I could just have sex and not care. Right. Well, why? Because like, what if what's true is that doesn't work for you? What if what's true is it works for you to wait? And the woman who says, well, it actually does work for me and not having, you know, rules around it sets me free. Great. Right. We can do it. We should do an episode on that on like when to have sex. But this idea of we want to be it. We, of course, are influenced and inspired right by other people in our life. And we want that. But when you use it against yourself right? Like, oh, she's better than me because she's like that, or I should be like that, or I'm falling behind in life because I'm not where she is rather than celebrating and being inspired and actually articulating that to people like, Hey, I really respect and admire how playful you are. Right. Like I really love being around you and feeling my edges of where I could be more light, right. And let go and relax more. 
rather than, oh, she does that better. So therefore I'm bad. And we wonder why we have a shame filled culture. Yeah. It's so, it's so wild. I remember this, you you know, Baz Luhrmann, the film director, he, he has it. There's a song from 1999 or 1997. I think it is the class of 97. I think it's called. And it's, it's basically just him talking and giving advice. And one of the things he says is the race is long. And in the end, it's only with yourself. Yeah. The race is long. It's actually such a great song. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I love it. But the race is long. In the end, it's only with yourself. Like we spend all of these years trying to keep up with the Joneses. And let me tell you, it is fucking dangerous to make choices based on what other people are doing. And it happens so often. It happens so often where women are like, oh, but my friends are getting married and they're having babies and I'm falling behind. If you're no longer feeling like you're fitting in with your friends because they're getting married and having babies and you feel like an alien, this definitely happened to me back in my late twenties. I started to feel like so weird at my friends' events and dinners, and we would have conversations, and they all they'd talk about is their kids and their husbands and their lives and their picket fences and whatever. And I would feel so uncomfortable because my saboteur would be like, Oh my god, you're not married, there's something wrong with you, la 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 la, all the stories. Mm-hmm. And so here's some advice for that. Start attracting new, new women in your life. If your friends have all gone down a path and you're feeling pressure to go down that path because all your friends are going down that path, stop. Feel your feet on the ground and go find a new activity that you love to do and meet some new people because mm-hmm. absolutely that is like that is all the women I've worked with who are divorced who knew on their wedding days it wasn't aligned but made the choice anyways coming from that pressure of thinking my life needs to be like everyone else's. But you know what lives in that story? Misery, depression, chronic anxiety, sickness. Like what lives in that story is you sacrificing your truth, you sacrificing your soul for some storyline that who even wrote the storyline and why are we all still playing it out? Like the reason my work, I call it your heroine when you unlock who you really are is because the heroine is about learning how to become the leading lady of your own story and the writer and the director and the producer and like learning how to orchestrate your whole life in a way that feels good to you. And if you're choosing a spouse or a baby daddy or a partner from the place of, I need to be like everybody else, it's not going to go well. No, you're not, not. <laughs> you're not going to choose the right person or you know, it's going to come from that place of repressing parts of yourself in order to make something happen. So it's so important. I mean, the most important thing is you learn how to follow your own inner guidance. And like, if your inner guidance is screaming, don't open that door, don't open that freaking door, you know, and start to get to know what is your fear-based thoughts and what is that inner guidance of, I think I shared my passport story the other day of when I lost my passport before I took it, it was temporary, but before I took it to the store where I left it behind it for when they closed for two days, I heard a voice that was like, don't take your passport. Like my intuition, sometimes it comes in a voice, sometimes it's a feeling. And I'm just like, nah, nah, like ignore that. But it's like it, your inner guidance is guiding you. And if you are following that, you will find the way mm-hmm. to that which lights you up, that that which is meant for you, your purpose, what brings you pleasure, what actually is in alignment with your truth. But if you're following that script in your mind of being like everybody else, it's just not going to go well. 
it's just and not going to go well. You will never find you. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. I love what you're saying around the pain of, and I mean, I don't even know how many more times we can say this about like, it, it is mind blowing to walk down the aisle when your body is screaming, making a decision, like making a game changing life changing decision, because you think that's what you're supposed to do. How can you possibly feel good about yourself? Yeah. Also, right. how can you possibly be magnetic and attractive going on dates because you think you're supposed to or going on dates using someone else to make you feel good about yourself and to just give you what you want rather than recognizing there's someone else, another human being sitting across the table, right? This is loving yourself is not just like, oh, say nice affirmations. Loving yourself is walking through the world like you matter and knowing you have value. And I, at the root of codependency is thinking you don't have a right to your own experience, right? That you are not an individual and separate from others. So the example of just because everyone else in your life may be struggling, but things are going really well, then you feel guilty and bad about that rather than I have a right to my experience. I don't take away from someone else's. And that's what's happening in comparison, right? There isn't someone's better than or less than, and there isn't enough room for all of us to shine. Or if I'm sad about something and my friend is doing really well, I somehow take away from her joy rather than I'm allowed to have my experience and you're allowed to have yours. And every partner I've ever had has been a tremendous gift to me. And who I am right now, I mean, half of my couple's work right now is teaching, is literally helping them learn how to accept differences in their relationship and not saying things like, well, if it were me, I would have done it like X, but your partner's not you, babe. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like the, the magic of authentic relationship is finding friends. I mean, really, this is friendships too. People who love you for exactly who you yes. are. Yes, and celebrate you is and the best celebrate feeling. That. Like that's the only women, only humans, not even just women, men, the only humans I have in my life, but women celebrate yes. more than men are <laughs> women who celebrate, our, we celebrate our, all our uniqueness. It's so important. And, you know, when we're living, like, I think back to the time where I was jealous and comparing myself, Regina, my saboteur was running the show back then. I, I wasn't intimate with my friends. Like I actually didn't have I had closeness in my mind in the fantasy. I was like, oh yeah, she's my best friend. This is my best friend, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's my best friend back then. And now, Um, (laughs) but it's deeper. But, but I think back Mm -hmm. to then it's like, I had all these best friends, but I didn't feel like I could fully be myself around them. And I was always hiding parts of myself. And I was always, you know, trying to perform or like feeling or just feeling less than being around them. And so it actually becomes a barrier Yes. Between you and your ability to have really deep relationships. And so, and, and it's been, I did share this on an episode just a couple episodes ago, but it really is such an opportunity. Like whatever you're jealous of, unpack it and get clear on like, what is the feeling you feel or what, what is the, the character or the, the, 
the the aspect of themselves that you're seeing that you're jealous of because that's also a part of you being reflected in them and the universe is like oh here's this energy to actually activate i mean i'm living with a, a new friend of mine who i just met at the retreat last week and now we're we're in an airbnb together on the island of paxos and she's a sexuality coach and she's like this super liberated free spirit walks around naked and super like just heart open but she's just mm. so in her power and I feel like there's no accidents here and if this was Regina my saboteur rooming with her I would have been insecure I would have been feeling crappy I would have been anxious the whole time but what's happening now because I'm actually rooted in myself mm. as I'm looking at her and I'm like hell yeah she's here to actually help inspire me to crack more of my edges to mm. to break free from more of my limitations and you know I'll share a, a recent because it's so important for us to share like where we still experience this, but it, the difference is now it happens on such a shorter time timeline. Yes. Yes. So I started to feel panicked when Catherine's Instagram has just blown up. Her Instagram reels are taking off. They're so good. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you have to, her reels are so funny. She's so creative. She's like found her funny bone, like is just so expressed in these amazing Instagram reels poking light at all the things women do around dating and love. And all of a sudden her Instagram went up to like 10,000. And we, before it was like, we were both like, I was two, she was three. And it was like, we were playing our little Instagram game and she blew up and, and my other bestie blew up. And then I have all these other friends of mine who have some a couple million, some mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands, some, you know, 50, 60,000. And so my saboteur started to hijack me and was like, oh, you look at you, you're falling behind. And I even sent a message to my um, friend who supports me with my Instagram um, images and stuff. And I sent her a message and was like, I need to turn up the volume. I need to do. And it was totally my saboteur. It was like, everyone else is growing on Instagram and I'm falling behind, but I caught it. That's the difference yes. now. It still happens, but I caught it. Mm -hmm. And I actually got really honest with myself and I did some movement and some meditation and some writing and mm -hmm. reflecting. It was like, do I actually give a shit if I have a big Instagram or not? No. Am I doing what I love? Yes. What do I care the most about the podcast? What do I want more of the podcast? Like this is my jam. If my Instagram grows, amazing. Kate Harlow XO. If you're not following <laughs> me, this is an opportunity. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but like if it grows mm. organically, amazing. But if it doesn't, amazing. It doesn't actually mean anything about my success, about my yes. ability to do the work mm. that I do. It means nothing about me. And you know, my friends accounts mean nothing about them. It's like, it's just a new way that we get to compare ourselves to other people. So it still mm. happens, but I don't let it hijack me. It hijacks for a moment. Then I catch it because I know how it feels because it feels horrible. My Instagram yeah. girl responded and she was like, oh yeah. So you want to spend all your time making reels and doing this? And she positioned it back to me. And I was like, no, it sounds horrible. <laughs> my life is a vacation. I don't want to do Instagram. So I, I, mm. it was clear very quickly that that was actually not true for me. And, and I checked in with where it's coming from. So that is a practice mm. for you to notice when you're like, I need to be in a relationship, check in with where it's right. coming from. Is there a part of you that's beating yourself up for not having it? That's your saboteur. That's mm. your conditioned false identity that's been conditioned by the patriarchy by the by movies and media and all of these in influences in your life your social circles all of the different places you've been influenced influence your idea of who you're supposed to be so again like you said earlier if the word should is there most likely it's your saboteur and not your soul
my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that our episode is break free from not stop because the breaking free is I come back to myself faster, right? Like that, that is the answer for all personal development and spiritual growth. And that's why I keep feeling it's like compassion. And as I listen to your story, I'm thinking about the ways in which I compared Andrew to other people's husbands. Mm-hmm. And how that is actually the most emasculating thing you can possibly do. And oh, yeah. one of the most powerful conversations we had was literally him calling me out on that. Like it hurts my heart. I mean, that's what he said. Like, mm-hmm. please stop doing this. And what I noticed, and this is the difference on just really bringing that point back of letting yourself be inspired by and how important it is to own who you are. There's a difference between comparing And then actually pausing and saying, maybe it is something I want. And then it's my responsibility to go for it. It's my responsibility to heal and bring my authentic self to things, partner that with just because everyone else wants to get married, maybe taking a pause and saying, is it actually something I want? Or do I think that's what I'm supposed to want? Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe everyone else is, you know, dating right now. And maybe what I want is actually take a month off and go travel the world and, and do that. So there's, there's a letting yourself be inspired by people, but then with your story, perfect example of checking back in. And I always bring back, if you're comparing, like there's a difference between taking a relationship inventory and saying, what are the patterns and what have I loved, right? What have I now found actually really is important to me. And then I have to make that known that it's important to me rather than expecting people to read my mind. And so this, this dance of healing comparison and breaking free is one, doing the work of knowing how to come home to yourself and return there over and over and over again, partnered with taking responsibility for your life, taking responsibility for your needs and wants and desires, because it is unfortunately a victim game to just be around. Like I've been thinking one of the greatest lessons for me is I noticed that I compare myself when I'm actually out of integrity with myself. Yes. So the dial turns up on, especially around fucking social media. (laughs) She's doing her business this way. So I should do it that way too. Like the dial turns up. So when you're really present, right. When you're committed to your practices, which both of us are, I can feel when that dials up and I can notice, Ooh, I'm getting, I'm going down a rabbit hole right now of comparing myself to other people. Pause, breathe. Where am I actually out of integrity with myself? Where am I not doing the thing that is mine to do or being afraid to say the thing that I need to say or ask for what I want or actually set the boundary around. Like I'm all, I'm also really sick of people saying like, Oh, I should be able to scroll social media for an hour and not feel bad about myself. No, the system is literally designed to have you feel bad about yourself. So you buy things. (laughs) So you buy things and, and think that likes are, you know, how we're going to find our worth and value. So it just, it really, the moral of the story, when I think of this episode is it takes so much courage to be who you are, courage to follow your truth, courage to believe that you are lovable and inherently valuable and worthy because you exist. Mm. And that the experience of having people in your life who love you for exactly who you are is not to be missed. And the only way to be loved for who you are is to be who you are fully. And And get to know who you are. 
to get to know who you are and you don't have to love yourself perfectly because obviously one of the most healing powers is seeing yourself like I've loved myself more by letting you love me, mm. right? Seeing myself the way you see me, be- believing Andrew when he says he loves me and wants to be there for me and has my back and supports me, like letting that in. So it's not, oh, I have to perfectly be healed and have it all going on, but you won't find the experience of love always doing external referencing or thinking little hits of dopamine, like a Facebook like, or a good morning text or a stupid ass message on a dating app, not from someone who's actually bringing their energy to you is going to fill right. The hole in your heart. Yes. And, and I just want to add, yeah, I love all that. And I just want to add that like it does get easier. So it's hard at first. Like I've been on this path for 15 years. It is hard at first. And even 15 years later, it's still hard sometimes, but just like you said, something's out of alignment when it's hard. So me living in Vancouver, it was harder to feel really amazing because I just don't feel aligned there. And I haven't for a long time. And I absolutely want to live there a couple months a year just to be close with my friends and family. But, um, and I appreciate Vancouver. It's such a beautiful city, but it just has not felt aligned for my soul for so long. And this year, I mean, 2021, by the end of the year, I will have spent more than half of the year away in other places, Costa Rica, Greece. Um, And so it's like, it takes noticing when you don't feel good and checking in, wait, why don't I feel good? What am I doing? Who am I surrounding myself with? What places am I going? What jobs am I holding on to? What am I doing or where am I not caring for myself? Where am I dishonoring myself, disrespecting myself, tolerating things that feel like crap? Like I used to tolerate everything that felt like crap. I mean, God, back in the day, I used to work for companies where my, you know, I had this one boss who was French and he was so mean to me. He would scream in my face and spit in my face. And like, I, I was doing three people's jobs and getting paid for one. And I worked crazy hours and it was like this, this intense experience, but I was not rooted in that I had choice and that I, cause I didn't believe I was smart or good at anything. So I just kept tolerating it, but it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Me tolerating all that crap kept reinforcing that I wasn't good enough. So start to do an inventory of your life. When my clients first start working with me, that's the very first thing we do in the reclamation is an inventory of getting clear on like, wait, where are all the places in your life that you're actually out of alignment, that you're actually selling yourself out? Because a huge part of the journey in and the journey to unlocking all of who you are is letting go and being willing to walk away from that, which is hurting you or doesn't feel good in your body, in your soul, in your heart. So that, you know, it takes so much courage, one step at a time, one thing at a time, and you have the universe supporting you to do it Mm -hmm. too. And in my experience and with all of my clients as well, like when we actually have the courage to let go of that, which is not serving us, what is in alignment ends up flowing in. We end up like, we don't even have to do the work or go find it, or it actually just happens because you cleared the space energetically. And now you're going to be a match to that, which is what feels good. If that's where is, if that's what your, um, what your guidance is, like if you're, if you're noticing, you know, and, and you have to spend time sitting still, being quiet, slowing down so you can actually feel it. Because most people in North America and other parts of the world, 
the Western world are moving at such a fast pace that they don't even know what is the thing that's making them not feel good. Is it gluten? Is it their job? Is it the guy they're dating? Is it their best friend? Like they don't actually know because there's, they're working so hard and moving so fast that they can't actually feel what's going on. I used to, when I was in that energy, I used to go do yoga classes and yin yoga classes and I would get downloads of clarity in that because it was actually cleaning out the junk in my mind and then something in inspirations would come through of you know things I needed to change or places I needed to go so yeah it's like Mm -hmm. it's one day at a time but as you commit more and more and more to yourself and to your inner experience as opposed to what your outer world is supposed to look like your life will get so much richer, so much more meaningful, so much more fulfilling. And when your saboteur does show up, it will get easier and easier and easier to actually get back connected with you and not let that part of you lead your life. Amen. And she said, (laughs) (laughs) so complete. (laughs) Well, we love you. And if you loved this episode, you know what to do and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.